uh, uh, hold on. Um, hi, I'm a guy from New York. I'm Christopher Walken. Uh, welcome. <laughs> you, it's that you're holding back half your voice. I'm Alden, and we're searching for answers, but poorly. So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, so what's on the schedule today? Well, me, to answer your question, we're talking about baseball in New York City. I partially lost the audio, which was the introduction to this said premise, but I still have the crappy backup version. That's why I always do that. So it comes in a little bit in medias res, but that's okay. I think you can get it. We can find a real human being today on field trips. The thing that confuses me is that, like, why do baseball fields not have a regulation size? Like, the cyclone is clearly smaller than the and clearly smaller than the um, uh, Yankees, and the Yankees, I would argue, looks bigger than the Mets. Like, I think they have a less outfield. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's wiggity whack to me that as a sporting organization they haven't regular like made outfields. A normal yeah, they would spot. allow people to because to like do this. oh I'm, I'm playing the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The chance of me getting a home run is like pretty small. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing at like the dinky tiny cyclone field. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep fucking smoking it until I like. So like it just seems. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 will, like the I will say that the the cyclones you were right. They are a minor league team, so they don't play yeah. on the same. They don't play on this big fields. Um, that's just part of the minor leagues versus the majors. Majors is just bigger. Um, but yeah, the in terms of like the outfield, you can change how high or low the the outfield is. So so like people have specifically said like, oh, this guy's really good at hitting, you know, right. right. So we're gonna make we're gonna build the stadium specifically with this guy in mind and make the right outfield really really short or whatever. For example. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, people definitely do that, which is just like. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't know. I think yeah. it's kind of cool, actually, in a certain respect, that it gives things yeah. uh, character uh, as much as yeah. you can have in these huge, gigantic stadiums. Um, oh, for yeah. sure. That, that's that's a very it's, it is it is a good point. It is an interesting thing that uh, I think we should bring up with a baseball uh, commissioner, Associates, yeah. who's going to be on. I've been watching a lot. I've been watching. A, uh, I watch John Boy quite a bit uh, for the breakdowns. Do you know who John Boy is? Yes, uh, you actually mentioned him last time. Um, uh, and yeah. you said well, you, then were, I, you were actually getting into getting into baseball because of it, or you? Yeah, were, like because of it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, I already was into baseball before, ever since the magical uh, <laughs> days of uh, the Rochesters. Uh, yeah, you can remember their name. <laughs> yeah, sure, the Rochester Garbage Plates. Um, yeah, the, actually, <laughs> that is their secondary uh, name. They also had that uniform with the garbage plates on. That's I'm just with I'm the weird cumberbuns. Yeah, I, mean, I know like a cumberbund to me, but yeah, yeah, like a garbage plate. Yeah, 
They're the Rochester Red Wings, technically. But Red Wings, the, I knew that. Yeah. I was just testing. No, you. no, yeah, you were just gone so long. You were going for the deep, the deep, uh, deep, yeah. deep cuts. Um, yeah. Did yeah. did did Buffalo ever have a uh, major league baseball team? Does it have a major league baseball? team? They have team? a minor league team, uh, the Buffalo okay. Bisons. So, and, and their their Good stadium name. is much cooler looking than uh, than uh, uh, Rochester's. But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the breaks. Yeah, the, the 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 Blue Jays actually played in um, uh, the Buffalo Stadium for a while because mm. you know the the border was closed down, so they needed like a place right. to go. And Buffalo <laughs> was then kicked over to New Jersey, so they had to play all the oh, way. They had to play their games in some place <laughs> in New Jersey. So it's just kind of like, oh hey yeah, come down here. Oh wait. You, what, yeah. you want us to leave? Uh, oh, well, okay. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Um, Jerks. I know somebody <laughs> who um, who supports the Buffalo Bills. Really? Uh, and 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 to quote them, they said, "Up until Josh Allen, I needed a team that was always the underdog." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty true. It's pretty true. Uh, and I was like, uh, I won't tell my friend that, but he's heard deep. No, he's heard it's, deep. it's very true. Uh, they're, they're good. That, that's, see, okay, uh, get on my soapbox for a little bit, uh, going yeah. on even further tangents. Um, uh, that, that, that's the point of like being a fan. You're supposed to be there through the good times and the bad because it makes it right. all the sweeter uh, when, when they do finally pull themselves out of that hole. Because um, otherwise, yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, you're winning all the time. Who cares? Yeah, you, you who, who, who su- Yeah, supporting the Patriots is the is the lame choice. Well, it well, used to be the lame to, choice. Yeah, yeah. Now they're not very good. Uh, so it would be like the Chiefs. Although the Chiefs aren't doing well this year too. So nobody's um, re- seems like nobody's doing well right now. The Bills are doing fine. Um, no, but I mean, like in the nobody's dominant. I was that fair to say? There's no like dominant super mega team. Um, I mean, again, it would have been the Chiefs. But then they lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks. It's been a weird yeah, opening because right. football season is on. It's been a weird. It always is. It always is. In the first couple of weeks, you can never tell who's good or who's bad. It takes until like mid midway through the season to really get yeah. a, a handle on like, oh, who's for real and who's just faking. You know, who had some easy breaks. Um, type of thing. Who's so. who's fake playing baseball versus who's <laughs> actually playing baseball, bat, football, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind it's of all the same. Kind of, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yes, but but uh, baseball. Baseball. Everyone loves baseball. Um, yeah, yeah, Yankee Stadium. Uh, I walked over there, um, and, and the first thing that I wrote, because I kept some notes in my, my phone, so part of me is, is using this to, to read off of it. Classic Jacob. Yeah. Well, anybody, anybody who knows Jacob knows he's always taking notes in his phone. This is actually, I'm not joking. This is like tr- a true fact. Yeah, well, I mean, I also was at a baseball game all by myself. So I was like, yeah, I'll find something yeah. to keep myself, you know, interested in. Let's you're like, you're like one, 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 one of those cool old guys who obsessively yeah, cool makes uh, spreadsheets. <laughs> You know, like the cool old guys who obsessively make notes for the um yeah they keep they keep for the stats yeah. yeah 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 I didn't have yeah. why can't we be uh. <laughs> no I I in my time at the New York Stadium I created a rubric with categories oh! for uh, determining yeah. which is the best uh, sporting experience in New York City oh. so oh the the first one is stadium uh, so I'll, mm. I'll kick us off with stadium and that just means Stadium feel, uh, you know, like yeah. what it, does it is the it vibe. cool? Is it yeah? What's the vibe? What's what's it like? 
Um, and the first thing that I wrote down for the Yankee Stadium is, this place is fucking huge. Because it is. It's, it's humongous. I, I think it's yeah. the, the largest capacity um, in terms of like a, it looks, the stadium. So. It's absolutely monstrous. Um, uh, I imagine when it's full, too, the noise must just be incredible. Like, a lot of people. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get to that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so it's, it's 54,000. Uh, yeah, 54,000. I'm saying that right, I think. Yeah, 54,000, uh, which is the biggest out of, out of the three here. Um, and it is big. It, it feels huge. They have like a, a sound system that, that blasts you in the in the ears. Um, going through first though, there was barely a security check. I had like a you know a drawstring bag type thing. Um, yeah. They specifically told us don't take anything out of your pocket, which uh, <laughs> just it was weird. I don't know. They they just they kind of rushed everybody oh, through. Hide hide your knives. Uh, just put your knives away, well, everybody. I, so I, I I got shades of China again because I was walking with yeah. these other guys and they brought in like grocery bags worth of food that they just brought yeah. in with them like sandwiches all these other things like it was like holy shit they just you know you just they just waved you right through they had they had a full dinner um uh yeah well it's only it's only a only a forty minute walk from your place <laughs> yeah well that is true. Uh, I'm just looking. Uh, I'm just looking at the the walk directions. That's all. Um, um, yeah, no, that's 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 accurate. It's accurate. Forty minutes. Uh, I like walking. You know. Um, so yeah, the the seat itself was you know because it was cheap. It was twenty bucks. It was way up in the rafters, as Alden has you know already <laughs> pointed out for my pictures. Uh, and and yeah, uh, in general, I, I gave the stadium just just for one thing for its sheer size and then the overwhelming feel of it. Uh, I give it a three, which is kind of like, yeah, it didn't impress me. What's the score? Is, that a, is it a five? Out of five. Yeah, sorry. Out of five. Three out of five. Foul ball. So the, uh, the next thing that I put down was free merch, because each of these mm -hmm. days I went, I also got some free merch. I mean, free oh. in quotes. You had to pay for the ticket, but, you know, you got something right. with it. But free for participation. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, that that's really important if you have, if you have, you know. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, do you want to guess what the Yankees one was? Uh, or... I want to guess a, a uh, like, um, oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, a, 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 uh, a cap, a little cap. That's a good guess. Um, it was actually a bobblehead, a little plastic bobblehead oh. of some guy who I do not remember his name. Uh, and the thing about that was uh, it was fine. It, it was tiny. It was like... Um, I'm so bad at approximating. Is it the size of my penis? Uh, maybe six inches? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it, it just had a little guy and he had a baseball bat and he was like swinging. Um, the joy that I got out of it, though, was the fact that there was like, I wrote this down in my notes, bobbleheads classed by overweight dads are a funny sight. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, which was just, it was funny to see these, these people who took their kids with them, like there's four kids and, and like, you know, yeah. they're, they're trying to corral them and everything. And I mean, they're horrible, yeah. like, I don't know, <laughs> loud and everything. Anyway, like, they have these stacks of bobbleheads. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a little, it's yeah. a little disgusting, or not disgusting, it's a little disturbing to me. <laughs> uh, the sort of like 
pathological um, need of some people to be children again. I don't know how to quite describe it, but it's like, yeah. especially like the generation that has kids. Uh, it's like like watching a lot of John Boy. You see like dudes in their fifties fucking fighting over like a ball, ball yeah, like a pop sure. fly, and it's like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> like I I would mind if the ball came directly to me, but like running over and like pushing a small child out of the way to get the ball, mm -hmm. and then just giving the ball to the small child anyway because everybody's staring at you like you're a fucking asshole. Like it just are, seems yeah. so, and it, <laughs> yeah, you are a fucking asshole. Um, yeah, so I, I can I can just picture you uh, yeah. in this in this situation. There was also like a maybe thirteen year old autistic. I, this is me to me. All of this, but he was like, he seemed autistic, like chubby kid. Uh, and he was right. buying yep. bobbleheads for like 15 bucks from people. He, so he, we, uh, he specifically came all the way up to our section, like this, this thing all the way up in the nosebleeds. And he was like, you know, oh, anybody want to sell me their bobblehead? Uh, I'll give you 15 bucks. Um, and then I saw him later and he was reselling them back, maybe at a markup, but I couldn't really tell. So it, feels, it felt like some kind of scheme to me, but I wasn't quite yeah. sure how it worked. Um, <laughs> I'm not intelligent enough to figure out that. That, Me neither. That <laughs> um, so I give the free merch. Uh, it was a two because it was honestly it was, yeah. it was a little hunk of plastic. It's, bobble, it's just a bobblehead, um, like whatever. Bobblehead. It wasn't that interesting. I, I gave it to uh, my roommate's girlfriend, who's a big uh, Yankees fan, because I'm like, you probably appreciate this more than me. <laughs> um, so now, obviously, you're going to have to uh, constantly argue with her about which which team is the best, the Mets or the or the. I don't really care. Uh, I just care about the no, Pumai Guardians and the Doosan Bears. Those are my teams. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the the next category that I wanted to go over was everyone's favorite and the true uh, 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 victory: uh, food, mm. specifically, which had the best. How to dog. Dog. How to dog. Mm. Um, which spoiler alert? I feel really uh, kind of like this is cheating or whatever. But all three of them were supplied by Nathan's, which is like a uh, famous hot dog place, uh, specifically in Coney yeah. Island. Like, there's the big that's the big classic thing. But so the cyclones uh, are the closest to the the source, right? Yes, and I, I mean, spoiler alert. I think it made a difference. Um, <laughs> The food itself was 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 pretty good. It was it was fine. I I mean I you know greasy you know food or whatever is, is always good. So I I gave this a pretty high mark. It was three point five out of five. Um, uh, That's high for you. Fair ball. Yeah yeah. Well I was I was being critical. I tried not to let my own personal bias you know come into it, but I was trying to be fair. But yeah, it was definitely three point five. One of the weird things though I wrote down uh, is. Uh, there was some people in front of me, and this was towards the end of the game, one, and it said... One second. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just remember something. Okay. <laughs> Your mention of greasy food reminded me that I had potatoes in the oven. People <laughs> next to you. People, people next to you. Yeah. So, so this was towards the kind of the end of the game um, uh, and, and relates to food because uh, they... I wrote down in my notes, why are you paying for the big-ass bucket of tenders and fries if you're only going to eat half 
and not even take the right. bucket as a souvenir. They had these huge, like, popcorn tub style, you know, like the, those ones yeah, yeah. The, the, the movie theaters. Huge ones, and it's, like, packed up to the thing with, like, tenders and fries. And, I mean, I don't know, but they only ate half, and they left it there. And it was, like, what a waste. <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, wonder, I think that's kind of – I'm not going to put too fine a point on it. I do think it's <laughs> – I do think it's an American tradition to have too much food. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I think it's just kind of an American, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, like again, I think that's just something that, I, you know, like people who have come to uh, expect with American food is that you get too much mm -hmm. uh, food. And so maybe that's sort of a symptomatic sign of it is like you leave some behind. But, I mean. For, for the gods. Yeah, it's it's a sacrifice for the baseball gods. I do, I definitely do think though that um, you know, if I were them, I would have eaten all the chicken. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't quite I don't understand. I don't, I don't quite understand. Maybe they were watching their figure, but I, I feel like at that point, like why bother? Uh, yeah, if you if you've ordered the massive bucket mm -hmm. of chicken wings or whatever. Yeah. So so it, uh, the and this kind of bleeds into the next one, which is I would say was expenses. And uh, mm. some of them, some of them were food, and any other ones like the cyclones specifically. I got a bunch of merch because I mean they're the cyclones. That they're just cool they're just, to have, you know, like merch. Of. Yeah. Um, and they're and they're they're desperate to have anybody show up anyway, so they're like, oh yeah, like I could be good, stuff, but uh, you're not you're not not wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of the the Yankee Stadium, though, the expenses, I gave a two, two out of five, because mm -hmm. specifically um, the food was more expensive than the ticket, uh, oh. like like way more expensive. Oh. It was like double. And part of it was like, yeah, That's how they get you. I, I mean, I wanted a beer, you know, I'm like, uh, I'll pay the whatever, the extra to, to have that. But, you know, because I'm here, this is the one time I'm going to be here, but like. Man, those guys who brought in the the grocery bag, you know, they knew it. They, they knew what was up. Yeah, they did. They really did. Um, they were like, oh, we, we got this. We got to figure it out. Uh, in terms of the next category is the crowd, because I think it's really important at, at a sports event, like, oh, for sure. you know, what is the crowd doing? And, and a perfect five out of five is, to me, Taiwanese baseball, uh, Korean baseball, where everybody's chanting, like, like I just love that that oh, shared sure. experience, right? Um, uh, and uh, the Yankees are going with a two, a two for crowd. Um, I can, can kind of see that though. Yeah, the sort of the like apathetic. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, half chicken, half chicken. I mean, if they don't even eat the whole <laughs> fried chicken, <laughs> yeah, come good on. Point, good point. No, so so one specific thing that I can point to is the fact that they they had such simple chants. So there's this guy named Joe Gallo. Um, he's like Italian American, and he's like a, a big kind of. I think I think he got traded or something to the Yankees, so he's new. And and literally the the thing that they did. Uh, during during uh, his his thing was just like really simple. It was uh, Joey Gallo. Joey. Yeah. It was it was just that over and over again. It's like come on, people. Like that's yeah. not even that interesting. And they and they only have it probably for Gallo too, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and besides that, it was just one little section that was out by the outfield that really ever made a concerted kind of effort towards it. 
there's the wave did they have times, but like that i don't think that counts yeah. for very much because there's the wave almost every you know where are we in the baseball season is this should, should this have been like a hype game like where oh yeah i didn't even sort of where are... this was against this is against the, the minnesota twins um oh. uh, i think they were i forget i think they were either fighting or they might have already clinched a, a playoff spot i'm not sure i, I i'm not I'm also not sure. I'm not up on my baseball, so I'm not not totally clear where they're at. Uh, the the final score, which goes into my next category, was very lopsided. And uh, yeah, so so the, my next score, my next category is entertainment, like overall entertainment. Like how entertaining was the crowd, the game itself, the kind of everything put together, kind of the essence. Um, and and the thing is though, they they beat the shit out of the Minnesota twins. They just like, it was like 15 to two or something. It wasn't that, that bad, but it was like, it was never a question of who was winning this game. Um, which was kind of fun to see. Like you don't see home runs all that often a lot of times. So it's kind of cool to see people like just knock them back. But at towards the end, it was like, all right, yeah, we're just going through the motions here. You know, uh, let's wrap this up guys. <laughs> I got a, Gotta gotta go buy groceries in the morning. You don't have all got all night, you know. Um, if that makes sense. Some of the other things, though, is that uh, this is something that I clocked. I wrote down in my notes. Alden would be a way better organist, for one thing. <laughs> so they did. Get... I guess you're no one of most things. <laughs> yeah, that is actually. Um, they 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 did they did I did give them points for having an actual like jazz organist. Like it was like you know like like you know, the, the classic kind of baseball field, but it was like, he wasn't very interesting. Like, I would way rather listen to you noodle around something random, uh, which is, he was doing that, but just all the things that you've heard before, like da-da-da-da-da-da, charge, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, some of the other things that I clocked, uh, they had the Imperial March for the away team. Uh, they had a very Star Wars-centric thing here. They had the medal ceremony for the home team, the the end of the the thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had the Rogue One warning sound. I don't know if you remember that. It was in the trailers. It was like, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> they had that sound effect for when a, a somebody was down, got two strikes, was like down to two strikes, and it oh, and, wow. it, and it scared the shit on me every single time. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I wrote is that. Um, there were barely any fan interactions the whole entire game. There was no like, you know, like, oh, we're going to do the, you know, t-shirt toss or, you know, we're going to have yeah. these people run around and then spin and then see, you know, we're going to give out free stuff. Uh, they had they had barely any. And uh, that was really disappointing to me. Uh, it was like, it was kind of like, yeah, you're here to watch the game. Just sit down and shut up. So anyway, overall with entertainment, I gave it a three, three out of five. Hmm. And with my weightings that I put in as well, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, they ended up with a score of fifty point five percent, fifty point fifty percent. Oof, batter out. Uh, which is so a, not an American pass, but a Canadian, a Canadian pass. pass. And part of the reason why <laughs> I knocked it down, and this does not have anything to do with the game, but I wrote down in my notes, I have a creeping sense of nihilism. <laughs> As I left the game, I had this creeping sense of like, uh, oh man, nothing matters. And I don't know why it struck me leaving the <laughs> the Yankee Stadium, <laughs> the, Yankees. 
but it did. That's a great. That is a great um, like metaphor, I guess, for for the Yankees. Like, not you leave the game. Like, I'd love to see that in like a a review or like I don't know, not a review, but like a, a newspaper article. Like, I left the Yankees game with a creeping sense of doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be the poll quote for this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the Yankees. That was the Yankees. I, I'm glad I did it, even though it didn't get a very high score. It was just fun to go see that. I don't know. You know me. I like just seeing like live yeah. events, live sporting events like that. You just like living. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of fond of it, I suppose. Um, not a, not a Yankees game, though. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I guess not. <laughs> um, so, so the next one that I saw that I'll move on to is the Brooklyn Cyclones. Do you have any predictions about uh, my feelings? I'm going to guess it's going to score higher. Uh, that's my prediction. Uh, it's going to score higher. The hot dogs are going to be better. The atmosphere is going to be, because it's smaller, better. Yeah. But the play itself is going to be duller. Or like... Not duller, but like more like oh, these people aren't as good as the last game I was I was watching. Yeah, uh, that's that's my prediction. Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, that's pretty that's pretty good. I, I you you hit on you hit on some definitely some things that are true. Um, that that day it was a very rainy day. Um, so they actually had like a rain delay. So I was there late, oh. but they actually had delayed it, so I got there right on time. Um, hence the umbrella. Yes, exactly. Hence the umbrella. Um, the security check I wrote down uh, was some dude fondling my drawstring bag. Um, nice. So he didn't even look inside. He, yeah, he just he just felt it. Like uh, you know, he fondled the thing there. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, Is it still the same drawstring that I know? Uh, it's the one that actually Julie's mom gave me in Prince George. Oh. Uh, so it has the name <laughs> of some pharmaceutical company on it because. Uh, she gets free swag from them a lot, and yeah, yeah. Like, Here, That's take great. one. I was like, I need one, so thank you. Um, so thanks, Julie's dad, Julie's mom. <laughs> I, think I think that's great that you still. It's so bespoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what people think of me when I'm you know doing it there. Um, so so the stadium itself, uh, as you have pointed out, it's it's right in the heart of like an amusement park. There are rides that are literally out by the outfield um, that you can see, like roller coasters and the the one with the little swings that that swing you out. So so it's in the heart of Coney Island, which is pretty kind of fun, just because Coney Island's like a weird place. Um, it's it's you know. Is Coney Island hard. like that uh, like that Chinese? Uh... Theme park it's that... like Wonder Wars um, from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like Wonder Wars. <laughs> run, run just as well, too. Kind of. Hey, Mr. Fishholder, can I speak to you for a minute in private? Yes, please. These people keep talking to me. Uh, how about we go on a ride? Hey, I heard good things about the Screamacade. Okay, what the hell? Hey, Mr. Fishholder. You're looking rich today, sir. So, you can't sell the wharf. Really? Yes. Great! Hey, I have some laundry here. Maybe I'll just throw it into you, big fat washing machine man. What? Because you're wishy-washy. You just convinced me to sell the wharf. Look, Mr. Fishholder, I was wrong. I got greedy. Ah! I don't feel good. Good! Why did I would be a good place to talk! Cause you're an idiot! Hmm. 
It always seems to get stuck here on the big hill. Wow, it's beautiful. Are you going to try to kiss me? What? Well, you used to be straight, but who knows with Mr. Flippy Floppy? Mr. Fishoder, listen. I thought I wanted nice things, but look, those condos would make us like everywhere else. The wharf is the heart of the town. It's what makes this place special. I mean, sure, it's run down. It's, it's really seedy. It's kind of dirty. They don't pick up the garbage. Mm. But it's also great. Mm. Yeah, it's no it's known I mean, it's it's you know, touristy now, but like it was known for being kind of like, you know, dangerous, a weird place for freaky people and like weird stuff and funky, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's an amusement park, you know. A lot of those things are <laughs> carnival rides and a lot of weirdos there. Yeah, for sure. So so part of it is there's a romance about that. Um it's also in very, very south Brooklyn. So to get the train out there, yeah a bit of time. It, yeah, it took me a long time to get down that way. Uh I could not walk. Um but uh one thing that I like about when you get out further um to these different places is is the the train becomes elevated. So you have you can kind of see, you know, the scenery. Um, it becomes the L train, which uh, I learned. That's in means elevate. I know. Uh, that's in but, Chicago, but yeah, uh, I know uh, it is. But, but L trains meaning elevated. I thought when people said the L train, I thought it was like a proprietary name, right. as in like the letter yeah. L. Well, and that's the weird thing is there is an L train in New York. There oh, jeez. L subway line. So uh, oh, no. confused really easily. Of course, the New Yorkers. To get back for Chicago deep dish. Yeah, they had to get back at them. <laughs> so I'm a, curse you. I'm, I'm a sucker uh, because it's right in the full view of everything of all the apartment amusement rides. You can hear people like screaming, like ah, you know, I'm on the things, and like hear the the things going off. So to me, stadium it was very small, but it got a five out of five because it was a gritty, charming place to me. Um, Home run. It was gritty. It's gritty. They, they had local ads. <laughs> uh, they said there was one that uh, was advertising like a an entertainment company, and it said "Send in the clowns," nice. uh, and it had a scary clown on it. Oh Jesus! Oh, you sent me that. You sent me a picture of that, I, I think, have. or something. I might have. So, so five out of five for the stadium. Uh, I, I I love yeah. a crappy uh, uh, minor league team. And the thing that I discovered about these guys is they're not just like triple A, they're like quintuple A. So, which means that oh. like they're so far down in the farm league that like when the players from this team get like elevated up to the next league, they go to like the equivalent right. of red of the Red Wings. So they're like even worse. Oh, they're wow. even lower. So I'm not gonna say they're worse because that's mean. Um, but they're they're even lower. No, you can say worse. <laughs> I mean, That's skill level wise, sure. I but then again, I'm not a professional athlete. I can't tell. I bet <laughs> yeah. I could beat him. Yeah, me too. Wait, you know what? Me too. Um, yeah. So so so, but but I really really enjoyed the whole feel of it. Um, oh, it sounds great. The free merch. The free merch. Any predictions? Could be excellent. They desperately need people to go yeah, see their games. Yeah. So it was it was free T-shirt Friday. Um, so, so it was a free yeah, t-shirt. And come on. I love a free t-shirt. It said Brooklyn on it, uh, which I think I'm wearing in the one picture. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. It was pretty simple. It, it wasn't that, that that interesting, but, you know, I love me some swag, especially from a random team that nobody's ever heard of outside of New York City. Oh, yeah. So I give them a 3.5 out of 5. 
Bear Ball. Your eventually your entire wardrobe is just going to be obscure I sports teams. Would like love you'll have it. Not- <laughs> I'm grinning ear to ear right now. <laughs> Um, I also bought some swag, so I bought a hat, I bought some, you know, other stuff, I bought some, like, sticker decal stuff, um, yeah. uh, which was cool. Uh, yeah, so move, moving on, though, to the, the food, um, it was right in the heart of Coney Island, very close to Nathan's Hot Dog, so I don't know if this impacted it or something, but, like, I liked this, I liked the hot dogs better there than I did anywhere else, and I gave them a, five, a four out of five. Triple. Were you hung? Were you hungrier? That's that always, always the way I am. That also could have been part of it. You had a long train ride, and it's raining. I don't know. Yeah, like, oh. I mean, I, 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 this is a subjective list in general, so you know, it's not going to be yeah. fair oh, sure. <laughs> no, or okay. unbiased at all. <laughs> what? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess my question is like, what's what's your topping of choice with with hot dogs? What do you go for? Uh, just ketchup. I, I'm I'm not a mustard just ketchup? guy. Ketchup. Yeah. I, at least, like, you can dip mustard, and that's fine. And no relish. Yeah, no, I'm not a big relish fan. I don't relish the opportunity to eat that particular condiment. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that uh, Scrimmerhorn <laughs> Sr. was here. Um, um, uh, the expenses, in terms of how expensive it was, this one was the cheapest option, so I gave him a four out of five. Double. Um, yeah, one, it, it, the one, ticket so. was also cheap uh, as well. It was like fifteen bucks, uh, so it was better seats. Obviously, yeah, it was way closer to the action. You could hear like the whap wet ass keyword of the of the the ball hitting the the glove. And I realized I just said whap, which means yeah. something else. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sticking with it. The glove is wet yeah. for anticipation <laughs> of being catching the ball. Uh, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. I stand by In terms choice. of crowd, crowd, I gave them a 4.5. Nice batting. Very close. Very high. Um, they were really... Because they were there. They were there, yeah. And they were very active. <laughs> they were heckling the umpire the whole entire time, which was really Hell funny. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, yeah! Let's go! Uh, which which I really loved. Uh, there was some guy right in front of me who uh, there was one guy who sa- who says he doesn't. Like they, they they had to like uh, take off one of their pitchers at one point and they brought him off like in the middle right. of the inning. And he's like somebody said he doesn't know the signs. He doesn't know the signs because like the catcher like signs you know <laughs> what what the things are. Yeah says, yeah yeah. Hey, one is fastball. <laughs> I'll get, I'll help you out or whatever. Which is just that was such a funny way to heckle somebody to me. It's like I'm gonna help you. Um, uh, so that was great. great. And um, I guess it's fits and more. Yeah. So so there were there were also like you said, old guys filling out their their score sheets uh, there as well, um, which Hell I didn't yeah. see anywhere else. Um, so that was that was pretty that was pretty great. Entertainment wise. Uh, entertainment. Uh, five out of five. Home run. It was, it was the, it was mm. great. Uh, it, you know, it's up there in the annals of all those other ones that I've loved. Uh, I love minor league baseball. I love the stuff that you can kind of get away with. Um, 
I was really close to the dugout, so I got to observe um, a bunch of players and players in their natural habitat. Yeah, but more specifically, I got to I got to uh, observe the entertainment like squad, like people. There were all these young kids, mm. and there was this one, uh, I guess, young lady. I'll say because I don't really, I wasn't really sure if she was in high school yeah. or college age or something. But she she was in the Pee Wee the Eagle uh outfit and which was really nice. cool uh i thought you know just just it, it, it's this crappy like mascot head um they only had a sing yeah. they had a single cheerleader up on either side just waving pom-poms around which was like that's pretty lame but oh, it was yeah. also really funny just to see you know dingy like kind of gritty like little thing they had um they had like yeah. fan interaction throughout the whole entire thing like they had it, it was really sweet yeah yeah because they because it's about family. It really the was. The with it the really cyclones. was. Um, the only the only thing that I really um, I really knocked them down for, which didn't end up mattering because I gave them the perfect score, was that they didn't have an organist. They just had um, just a like a iPod, <laughs> I guess, or something. Um, <laughs> but but the real reason why I, I rated it a five was because it was a fantastic finish. It was an exciting game up until the very end. And the uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones they won four to three, uh, right at the very end. So and that's what you want from a baseball game something that keeps you engaged the whole entire time. People going back and forth. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I high fived the guy who was in front of me who. We kept on yelling throughout the whole entire thing. We nice. were yelling bros. It was it was just a good time. It was I did not have a creeping sense of nihilism at the end of this one. Um so total score it was a ninety. Very, very good. It's out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. That's great. Um yeah, very, very small compared to the other one though. Uh, last one, last one up. Uh, can the Mets out outscore the Brooklyn Cyclones? Spoiler uh, alert: They can't. But still, um, uh, I, I there's the New York Mets. Uh, they have a, a slightly smaller field than um, about ten thousand less. Uh, at City Field, uh, the stadium itself is way out in Queens, oh, yeah. uh, which to me is like one of the places that I haven't spent that much time with, like in terms of the boroughs. But it's the one place that I feel like I kind of would like the most because it stops feeling like a city so much, and it's kind of more like these uh, lower buildings, and it's kind of more like a suburby type, you know, feeling thing. Like it's not. It's not oppressing, like like there's not these huge buildings looking mm. down at you. I guess. Um, uh, I got there really early, like three hours early, because <laughs> um, I didn't really have anything else to do that day. Uh, I think. Hmm. Stadium itself was really big, uh, but it was fine. The sta- stadium was all right. Um, uh, what, what did I? Why did I rate it so high? Um, I'm not really sure. I gave it a 4.5. Ground rule double. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess this is the reason why. Because 
So the stadium is like really close to LaGuardia Airport, and it always has these planes like flying over, which I suppose could be like really annoying. But part of me was thinking like, this is kind of cool. It's a weird thing to have. And I could see like an arcade game, like, you know, you you hit a home run so high it goes up and like, you know, uh, it goes right next to the, the airplane or something. It's also, the stadium itself is also right next to a park. <laughs> so if you're watching, looking off into yeah. the horizon, my phone isn't good enough of the picture that I sent. But if you're looking off into the horizon, it just becomes like, it just looks like forest. Like, uh, like back, I mean, oh, that's cool. obviously not, but like, it kind of starts blending in and the city skyline kind of disappears and you feel like you're, at least I felt like I was more in like this weird. Back in that Kevin Costner <laughs> film with the cornfields where the people walk out. Yeah. What is um, it called? Feel the dreams. Yeah. The dreams, so I think yeah. that's the reason why I rated it. It was so high. It was, um, it's 4.5. Yeah. Uh, this game was the battle of the sexiest mascots. Oh. It was uh, Mr. Met, you know, from the Mets, versus the Philly Fanatic. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was versus the Phillies. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on. Sexiest guys, of course. Um, right, of course. That, that was one of the best things to do there. Free merch. Free merch. They, similarly to the uh, Cyclones, had a, a T-shirt. I rated the mm. T-shirt. Oh, that's a definitely yes, and I rated the T-shirt higher because it was it's it's like a weird higher quality. It has this kind of like mesh quality to it. Feels more like a jersey, oh. like a uh, kind of that you would get. Um, so it, I gave it a four. Single. In terms of food, they had the same same stuff. Uh, I actually took a picture of the hot dog. Uh, it does not look very appetizing. Oh. I'll tell you that in the picture. Uh, but it's the one time that I remembered to take uh, a picture of, the, of it. <laughs> oh, yummy! Oh, crinkle! It's got the wedge. You got and the the crinkle, crinkle cut yeah, fries. Yeah, crinkle I mean, come on! Fries, so um, you're the position again in the Mets field. I do think the Mets field, just looking at it, yeah. is better. Yeah. I mean, the Yankee Stadium's got that like classic white bunting kind of trellis mm. thing going on. I don't know. This looks like more. It, it was more it was a weird location too. I think that's one of the reasons why I really liked what, it. What, hold on, what days were these? What days were these? What do you mean? Do you do you remember what days they were? It's fine. No, don't it's worry. Okay. Don't just, worry about I, it. Don't worry about it. I maybe could find it. I maybe we can keep could, it secret. We can keep it secret. We can it's keep better. it secret. Well, I I, I did say what the who was yeah. playing. Um, ah that's shit. The Phillies. I, I want to figure out this. You want to figure out? Well, I'll tell you what the score was. I want to figure uh, out. I mean, but yeah. I mean, if you want to, you want to know before. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else. So food, food was three point five. Ball. Uh, it was fine. It was it was the same thing. It was they they did I, I I did give them higher marks because the beer cup that they gave me was actually like plastic. It was a nice souvenir. Um, it has a little yeah. nuts thing on it, so that's kind of cool. Still have it. Uh, that's, that's, that's always nice when you can do something like that. Um, expense wise, sure. it was a 3.5. Ball four. Uh, it was, it was, it was all right. Um, they were definitely less expensive than the, the Yankees, but they were more expensive than the, the Cyclones. Um, uh, let's see. Crowd. Crowd was a 3.5. Single. Um, they were much Ooh, yeah, okay. they were Pick much more uh, active. Uh, they booed this one guy, Bryce Harper. I do not know why. I should have looked it up. Um, mm. 
Hold on. They had audible. Bo- there was audible Pack. booze for non-strike calls. Uh, they they had um, they they really got into it uh, in terms of um, those things. Uh, the controversy. There there was another thing that was a controversial call towards the end of the game, like the that this guy was safer out. And it was kind of incredible to me. The security guards were like immediately in the field blocking off people. Like before it even like got to be a thing, like they were up out and like there, which was just crazy to me that it was like, oh wow, this is turning like kind of on a dime where it could turn into a riot or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, really weird. Um, uh, they had very dramatic uh, music very it was it was probably the slickest mm-hmm. in terms of like the actual presentation of everything. Everybody had like these these like Avenger style kind of like intros, um, very very well produced. Mm-hmm. They had this one thing that was like their name, but it was like in the weird retro '80s synthwave like number style. So you know, uh, big big things for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other big thing of note uh, before the final score is uh, the pregame chatter and the fan interaction was really superb in this one. So I give him a four. Double. There was a guy. You're a Mets fan. Man. Yeah, there was. So there was a guy who looks like a non-drugged out version of Pete Davidson, uh, which I'll, okay, I'll, yeah, go, yeah. I'll send yeah. you a thing of. Uh, his name is Mike. Uh, Mike something. Mike Sinatra. His name is Mike Janella. Uh, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Uh, does he look like a non-drugged out version of, of uh, Pete Davidson? I don't know. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, he was decently funny. Like he was trying. Yeah. He was. There was. There was some jokes in there. It, he was. It was it was well done. There was another lady, Emily Ra- Rapper, Emily Raper. I don't know your name wrong. Rapper. Um, <laughs> and she, she was she was good too. They had some good chemistry, like of 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 um, with each other. They gave away a ton of stuff. They they had a ton of fan interactions. They had this one called Spot the Gecko um, with the creepiest looking Geico Gecko costume I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I appreciated the fact that it was a big, like, big MLB-style game, but they were, like, interacting with fans on that level. Um, the reason why I knocked it down to a four, though, is because the home team lost. They lost in painful uh, fashion, three to four. Strike! Uh, at the very end, so... The Mets. What are you going to do? I'm pretty sure they lost uh, later, and I think they're out of the playoffs right now, if I remember correctly, which is uh, usually a pretty good guess anytime. So uh, <laughs> they had a final percent grade of uh, 77.5. Bear ball. So not bad. Okay. Okay. So so that's pretty good. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's solid. But, but definitively, the Brooklyn Cyclones are the best baseball team experience in all of New York. So you heard it here. It's definitive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're they're yeah. the ones you should support. Even though they're quintuple, triple league, A league team or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, That's great. Uh, yeah. And, and next time when you come down, Alden, 
We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do yeah. a bunch uh, in Western New York. We're gonna go see the Buffalo Bisons. We're gonna go do the the uh, um, yes. whatever the other one, the Red Wings. We're gonna go see the the Brooklyn Cyclones opponent, which was called the Ironbirds. Ooh, a great name, right? <laughs> This episode could be subtitled the partially lost audio episode as well. Um, it's kind of Frankenstein together from a bunch of different parts uh, that are disparate, recorded at different times, different locations, different qualities. So I still like it. It's it's still nice. I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it and diving back in. Updates in terms of other stuff that's going on. Uh, grad school is very busy. So I haven't had much time to edit. Uh, this is the Thanksgiving break that I am able to actually dedicate some time to this, um, which is fun. You know, I do it because it's fun, not not because I care, not because it needs to come out or whatever. That being said, we have a lot of projects in the pipeline. Um, we always say that, but it's true. Uh, we have some video stuff coming up, some commentaries. We watched all of the Dungeons and Dragons movies, which are schlocky good. So stay tuned for that. They'll be up someday. After talking about all these uh, minor league teams too, we also had this fantasy of like going to a bunch of them as well, uh, all across the uh, northeast kind of quadrant, as you will. Uh, they have some of the best, weirdest mascots ever, and it's great. Coming up next, we're going inside the vault. I guess that's what I'm going to call this section. But it's a uh, previous recording that I never released. It's a long, rambling conversation Alden and I had back in China. Long time ago, but hey, I had fun with it. The music in this section is Tsluli Menya, which is Russian, and it means kiss me. It's by Maria Shkovskaya. I don't know, we talk about Russia in the next section, so I guess that's the frame of mind I was in. Hi everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here at a impromptu live recording of our latest podcast, Late Night Reveries, with Jacob and I feel like one of your Alden. Be ogre. Yeah, I know, right? Like my own game. That's that's kind of tooting my own horn, though. I feel like, isn't it? Who cares? Uh, I don't know. It feels a bit. It feels a bit. Why are you throwing this up right now? I don't know. Why not? We're in a we're in a vibe and mood right now. It's eleven twenty one. We had a long are, day. Are we? Well, I don't know. We're talking, talk talking. I think like I'm just more annoying you than anything at this point, though. So. Well, nuts. <laughs> but I just. What's, what's the point? What's the point here? I don't know. Like it's like a bonus episode, you know, like one of those things where you throw them in, like an like a like an Easter egg, that is not Easter. Like That's not a, what an Easter egg is either. I know. Like a like a bonus. I already 
<laughs> we already have one. We're overloading them with bonuses. It's a bonus week. I mean, this would be a bonus of just rambling. Well, <laughs> so, like, let's point? focus on what we talked about. Or should we save this for the pod? Trampoline Park and... Hey, there we go. Trampoline Park plus... Get, get, uh, hi, how are you? No, have a nice day. Have a nice day. Why do why do you think that that's the I'm gonna that's David I'm gonna David Carandin it. What's his uh, name? Carandine? Carandine, yes. Yeah. Yes, a sad story. A sad story. <laughs> it's a gross story, man. Yeah, but also yeah, sad, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know earlier I ate a mosquito by accident. It flew near my mouth and I was breathing in and it flew in. Mm-hmm. And I had to drown it in water inside my own mouth. This is flying around. In your own mouth? Yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> no, it's happened today. When you were out. Wow, the have a nice day culture. What is this? Sandy man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Sandy man. Yeah. Sandy man. Sandy man, okay, yeah. A business psychologist at the University of Central Lancaster. Right. Defines the have a nice day culture as filled with fake smaller smiles, forced bon bonhomie. Mm-hmm. home. On homie? I don't know. And meaningless demands by workers to have a nice day. Managers compel their employees to be attentive and affable with customers. Despite the fact that some employees do not feel these emotions. Correct. It's a lot like your complaints. Yeah, I really hate... Hi, how are you, sir? That's great. Have a great day. Fuck off. You hate being here, and I hate being here. Give me my fucking cinnamon bun. Give me my shitty pizza. And and you'll get your money, and we'll just agree not to talk about this ever again. And, like, I'm sorry that you're in this job, and you're sorry that I'm eating this food. And together we'll be sorry and sad together. Sa- Sandy Man con- Sandy, is it M-A-N-N? M-A-N-N. Yeah. Concludes from a research that the have a nice day culture will prevail, becoming used by more and more con- companies and countries. In the service industry, for example, she explains that the products have become uniform over the past few decades. Correct. This is from 1999 that she was doing this research. I mean, that's um, true. She knows that there are positive and negative effects. Positive effects that is beneficial for business and for people who enjoy fake displays. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of bias here in this, uh, this yeah. description, but a negative effect is that emotions incompatible with have a nice day culture are rep- repressed, leading to what man terms the have a nice day syndrome. Um, Thank you. Have a nice day. An well, interview I mean, for the J- Wall Street Journal, an employee of a telemarketing company was called the son of a bitch. Clenching his teeth, he responded, thank you and have a nice day. The stress of suppressing your feelings and faking cheerfulness crushed people like the telemarketer to feel insincere and phony. Individuals affected by have a nice day syndrome must carry out their emotional labor, which could use to lead to self- diminished self-esteem, depression, and cynicism. Have you heard of, I mean, like, you know, in Russian culture... <clears throat> nice day have you. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to smile unless you actually mean it. So, like, people are always like, oh, Russians are grumpy. It's like, no, they just don't... Want to waste energy smiling? Well, there's, there's like a, there's a um, there's like there's no point. There's there's a there's a saying in Russian. I don't know how to say it. Actually, das ya bitches. No, it's uh, somebody who smiles mm-hmm. is either an idiot or. American. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah or American. Yeah. yeah. Filthy Americans. So yeah, 
I mean, like, there was a thing, too. That's why there's a great Invisibilia episode all about how the the very first uh, McDonald's that opened up in, in in Moscow. Yeah. And uh, how they had to teach people how to smile. Yeah. And that type of thing. You know, if it wasn't for communism and the Cold War, Russia and America would be best bros. You guys, you, you guys both like guns. Mm-hmm. You guys have two huge, two big countries with lots of wilderness and nothing in between. Mm-hmm. You love booze, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, like you're like stars align and all that well, stuff. I mean, Trump really likes it. Yeah, but I mean, like that's for a different reason. They just got great whores. Hmm. Linguistically, have a nice day is a command, and the, the subject, the pronoun you, is intimated. It could be regarded as an extortion to achieve an outcome that the recipient has no power to influence. However, it also is possible to interpret the phrase as a contradiction, contraction of, I hope that you have a nice day. Hey, Jacob, have I shown you the infinite library? Yeah. I love it. It's so cool. I feel like we're getting off topic here about... The linguistics of Have a Nice Day. Here, let's find let's find out what we're talking about right now. Search. I feel like we are getting off topic about the linguistics of Have a Nice Day. There it is. Look at that. Yeah. Infinite library. I think it's so cool. Keep going with your story. Sorry, I interrupted. I don't even have a story. Well, it was a bit of a story about Sandy Mann. He was a Sandy Well, Man. now we're moving on to author John Chotsky. Okay. Chotskul. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's an L. Chotskul. The tediousness of the phrase is exemplified by employees uttering the words so faintly as to be barely audible. The phrase is occasionally used in an ironic manner when others have been disrespectful or negatively impacted the speaker. Right. In Detroit, the supermarket started a program to have its cashiers to tell every country customer have a nice day. But after conducting experience ex- surveys, they realized that more than half of the customers were unaware whether the clerk had said the phrase. So it's like, it's not even... Yeah. It doesn't even enter into the consciousness uh, of the person. Yeah. That's my whole point. In like, a 2006 study, researchers at Frankfurt University discovered that people who smile are more prone and say have a nice day are more prone to illness. <laughs> <laughs> so showing emotion is a weakness. Australian Andrew Theory, Andrew Biggs Biggs of the Bangkok Post uh, wrote that in the past the phrase was heard exclusively in Hollywood movies and American soap operas. He lamented that by the 1970s Aussie teenagers were compelled to tell the customers to have a nice day. A blatant American cliche. Jan C. Snow laments that the phrase was trite, indicative of the speaker's lack of vocabulary. That's stretching a bit. I feel that's a, right. that's just a sort of a poncy bitch. Yeah. Sorry, Jan. Is her name Jan? Debbie Lundberg wrote in her good, two- good names, by the way. Yeah, I know. Good names. De- Debbie Lundberg wrote in her two thousand eight book, "Have a nice day is not thank you, and no problem is not your welcome." Ooh. No, service geez. people should say thank thank you instead of have a nice day. She argued that thank you is shorter and a recognition of the ability that you have to thank someone, which adds more worth to the purchase other than something will occur in the future. Well, they say thank you, have a nice day. Thank you, have a nice day. Yeah. So we've got criticism and then I haven't gotten to it yet, but a defense. 
Huh. That's... This is... Like... Why do people... I don't know. I guess... I guess people... People should... People should argue about this stuff. People, people should go with whatever they want. Yeah. I mean... Because, sh- like... <clears throat> this is a stupid podcast about nothing. Well... Uh, this is a stupid podcast about something. Let me tell you that much. Well, I guess I'm just... I, I was angry at first where I'm like, oh, man, these people are overthinking this. But then I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's better. He preferred have a nice day because it did not entail a response. Hmm. Huh. Well, that was our... Uh bonus podcast on have a nice day we're not even done yet oh we aren't well i just mean like we are jacob we aren't it's 11 minutes and like that's only five of it is probably this is for jacob specifically i'm getting really close to the mic so here's all the crackles and pops um what other research did you find out jacob yeah i mean i i just i feel like 11 minutes is like five minutes it's usable or something like that. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like those sort of things. I could edit this one. How you would have you to, edit this one? I would edit it with great skill. Yeah, okay. First thing I need to download is the air horn noise. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you put this up for me if I edit it? I... He doesn't even think I'm going to edit it. I, I know that sigh. I know that look. He's like, you're not even going to remember thinking this. You're just going to forget about it and not edit it. And then I'll say it two months from now, like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to edit it. And you'll be like, that's what I... That's what I think will happen. Uh, no, I'm just saying I, I think this is a pointless... There isn't really anything interesting on this. True. All right. Well, we'll just end it there. then. Bye, everybody. section is Komata, which means comet in Russian, and it's by Luni Anna. Again, going to that Russian theme for no real reason. Not baseball, not Christopher Walken, Russia. Well, whatever. So that section of Into the Vault was recorded after watching a cool, weird Chinese movie called Have a Nice Day. Um, maybe we'll come back to it. It's It's like a combination of animation and... Quentin Tarantino criminal movie thing. It's strange, but interesting. We, we actually ended up talking about Have a Nice Day uh, as a full app at one point. Um, but hey, guess what? As with the theme of this episode, just like Russia, uh, we lost that audio at some point. So, oh well. And of course, the next part that we have is Picks of the Week. And this was from another episode where we lost partial audio in Go 
ночью Под кофты вселенная Уходишь ты ночью Anyway, hi Jacob, welcome back. Uh, how have you been? It's been a hot uh, day. It's been five hours since I last chatted with you, and now it's time for our picks of the, the week. week. <laughs> yes, the <Yeah>. week. Um, <laughs> the week. Julia yes. had to step out because you know she was dealing with the mm-hmm. forest fire. You know. Uh, Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't yeah. joke because that'll actually be a thing, and then I'll be. Well, oh, actually, next week, next week she is oh, going out. Shit! No, it already came true. <laughs> oh well. Don't worry. Uh, uh, no. Um. Uh, moving on. Uh, I'll, I'll. I won't dwell on it. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, it's time for our favorite segment this week and every week, our picks of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct. I have mine loaded and ready. I actually came wow. prepared. Well, uh, um, take it away, yeah. my friend. If, if, if you've got the juice. Then uh, yeah, no, I've been... So I, I have a, a small technological device, which I do love dearly. It's my Kindle. Uh, <laughs> it's been... You know, I, I don't mean to, you know, I feel like one of those people who's just discovered podcasts. I'm like, ebooks are great. Um, but I'm like 20 years late right, to late the adopter. discussion. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, oh my God, this is so incredible. Yeah, I'm just thinking like. <laughs> ah, hold on. Let's, when, when were ebooks invented? Uh, I'll just look that up. I, I, uh, Google is telling me Amazon released the Kindle on November 19th, 2007. Sold out mm-hmm. in 5.5 hours. Uh, okay, so ebook in terms of four early implementations started way, way back as far as in, like the 1940s and even earlier. What? Uh, 19, how does that work? Yeah, and US libraries were offering free ebooks to the public in 1998. What, what so does that mean? I'm, what does it mean if they're sending an ebook? Can an ebook uh, be so anything in the, in then? The, I'm confused. And an ebook, an ebook could be a PDF or an XML or XHTML well, or CHS. That's not like, what I mean. I mean. Moby. like a Kindle, Kindle. I don't mean like a freaking. Okay, e-readers. They were. Uh, this one says 2007. That's what I'm gonna go with. Google told me that. You know. 2004. 2004 for the Sony Library, <laughs> and then the Sony Reader. Either way, late adopter. Um, the e the e ink technology yeah. was developed in 1997. So. So you're we're you quibbling go. between um, twenty or thirty years, basically. Is is that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. about, about basically? Right? I'm a, I'm a late adopter. Let's be let's be realistic. That's fair. In any mm-hmm. case, <laughs> in any case, I uh, yes. have been reading. Uh, I've been devouring Ooh. really uh, the uh, and you'll scoff a little bit here because it's a bit pedestrian. But it's the the Wheel of Time series that. by Robert Jordan. Um, Our enemies are everywhere. They will leave no one standing. We've lost too many people already. I can't lose you. You won't. If we do not stop the Dark One now, the whole world will burn. I can't allow it.
the wheel wills. And uh, I read the first two books when I was a, a lad, when I was a teen. And I remember liking them, but kind of being like, eh, and putting it to one side, never really getting back sure. to them. And then now I came back to them and I've reread like the first, second, third, fourth, and I'm on the fifth book right now and I'm just chugging through them. Can you? There's like 12. Can you give so. me an elevator pitch? Because like that's one of those book series that I always walk through. Uh, yeah. Like, those look long and big and I don't really know what they're about. Okay. It's tough to. It's tough to it's tough to elevator pitch it. I will say um, it is. What's the best way to describe it? It is a fantasy epic in the in the grandest sense of wow. schemes of like. There is objective good and objective bad, and there are objectively good people and objectively right, bad right. people, and they're fighting over it. And you and when you first start reading it, you're like, "Well, this is just fucking Lord of the Rings <laughs> two point like. Uh, so yeah. the dark one lives in Shyogul, which is a giant volcano, and they have to go evil. there. Yes, even the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His real name is Shaitan, and uh, he has the Forsaken, which they're thirteen dread oh, lords, and they have uh, they have um, uh, Trollocks, which are like <laughs> these half men, half man, half animal monstrosities, and Midral, which uh-huh. are like eyeless uh snake men who murder and um you have the one power which can be used by there's like the female half and the the male half but the male half but like so okay so there the thing is it starts off like a really basic like oh this is just lord of the rings so it's actually quite comforting to get into it but it very quickly spins out into a really flavorful world one thing that i like about it is that all of his influences uh, or many of his influences are eastern so, like, many of the nations of this world are derived from, like, Iran, India, Japan, China, Vietnam. Like, so they have a different sort of flavor to it. Like, there is still the prototypical, like, English, you know, yada yada nobility um, zone, the, start, the starting zone. But you very quickly move into these other areas um, that have, like, different cultures and so on and so forth. Um, he is very stylistic uh, in the sense of like they're all the female characters cross their arms under their breasts. He deliberately writes it that way. He's like, they put their arms like cross their arms and then pull their braids and they get like really angry. Everybody's very stubborn and like grumpy sometimes. Uh, but he's got a really like neat uh-huh. world. So uh, I know this is a really long elevator pitch and kind no, of I, it's all over the place. Say, but I, I, I'm the conceit is that way back in the past everybody lived in harmony and Uh unity and people could access this thing called the one power which comes from the creator and there's a male half and a female half to it and they work together and they're known as a sedai or i sedai and they basically make the world better and it's such an idyllic utopian world that they don't even know what warfare is like it's just this like amazing wonderland and then they um unleash the dark one or the dark one sort of emerges and destroys their society and it's like a post-apocalyptic world that sort of emerges afterwards where in the in the past during the age of legends they had like flying cars the ability to travel to to different Mm. worlds uh like all these like kind of really out there stuff like almost technological advancements and then now it's this sort of feudal world and Anybody who's male and channels magic, as it's called, or channels the one power, goes insane because that their side has been tainted by uh, the dark one. 
So only female uh, match accusers exist, and any male match accuser has to be like gentle. That's called, um, and it all follows around these five main characters who grow and shift and change. There's like the chose the Randall Thor. He's the dragon reborn, and then he's got his friend Matt, who's like the trickster guy, and then there's Perrin, who's like the big buff um, blacksmith dude. And it's fun because you get to see each like characters look at the same situation. So each of the three main male characters each think that the other two are really good with women. Mm-hmm. So like Rand will be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm so shit with women. I wish I was like cool like Matt or like calm like Perrin. And then Perrin will be like, man, Rand is so chill with women and like Matt. So, you know, like they each think each one is good at it and they sort of you get to like piece is together this an example of their framework writing, for the or writing that you can, you've complained to me about before uh, in terms of fantasy it's kind of both it is good writing <laughs> i think it is good okay. writing uh but it is definitely like you know anytime anytime you're reading the like the fourth book and he says a word like tear angriel he'll have a like paragraph explaining what it is again so like if you forget in between the book like because they're so mm-hmm. long He'll be like, ah, this thing. Like, there is a little bit of expositionitis um, because it is a very detailed fantasy world. It's it's very like he's clearly spent a lot of time. Now, in now it. I know we're getting um, into the weeds, but didn't the author die and then yeah. somebody else finished yes. the books? Brandon Sanderson Definitely finished the books before, yeah. at as at the widow's behest and with the notes of the right. author, okay. um, and... which apparently were like. Th- 30,000 pages long or something fucking crazy like That's that. Perfect. Um, and, and have you finished the series or are you, you're still working your way no, through No, I'm, st- I'm, I'm reading fresh cool. through it. I mean, I, I can kind of predict the ending. Um, it's very, I, I'm just really enjoying it. It's like, it's nice to be in sort of a classic fantasy world. Um, I was quite pleased this book because like one of the tropes is that all five of the main characters come from the same area, like the same yeah. town basically. Um, and they're notoriously stubborn as characters. And a lot of the time, the conflict between the characters comes from the fact that they're both being stubborn and kind of like refusing to, to budge uh, on like, sure. you know, just things that you could just like talk to each other and sort it out really quickly, but they're being like prideful, basically. Um, and I was like, this is kind of annoying that this is the only like um, conflict between the characters. So like, this is the main conflict. And then reading along, one of the characters calls out the other character and be like, stop being so fucking stubborn. Like, why are you, you are clearly in the wrong back down and like openly addresses it. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Like the author noticed it uh, and realized it. So there's good writing there. Sure. Bad writing is like <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of it is male fantasy. A lot of it is that's like, a little bit of what so Randall. Like. <laughs> that's what I was yeah. asking. Randall Thor. Yeah. Randall Thor. Who's the main character. He's slowly going insane, and uh, the the daughter heir of the of the kingdom falls in love with him. But then her best friend, who's like this warrior chick, is also in love oh, with him. And no. then all the warrior chicks of this kingdom have like sworn to protect him. And then there's this other girl who's who's able to like see the future, and she sees in Rand's future that she's gonna a be with him, and b he's gonna have three wives that he like shares. Uh, it's like, like a little like. Uh, yeah, it's like okay, all right, like cool, okay. Um, but yeah, I I, I still enjoy it. I, I can see why people like it a lot. Um, I will definitely say it is it is of the normie var- variety. Ah. Um, it's pretty it's pretty yeah. safe. There's not a lot of like bold 
uh, statements. And then, um, I mean, I think I've talked about this before in terms of like fetishes being exposed. Because <laughs> uh, uh, there's like a group, a culture that like, uh, rather than letting magic female magic users use their magic, they view them as like dangerous animals. So what they do to control them is they put a leash around their neck and another woman has to have a leash on her wrist and she like can, you know, punish her with pain. And like, it's like, come on, like, this is so, <laughs> it's so blatant. It's so blatant. It's so blatant. That you're just like putting in your fetish. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like write what you like, you know, go for it. But, Come on. I wonder what if J.R. So. Tolkien had let let his hair down and, and wrote in his or maybe he yeah. did write in all his fetishes. Uh, maybe yeah, you know. Um, all right, yeah. so so this is kind of like a Kindle plus Wheel of Time uh, pick. Yeah, and I think I've already said my Kindle's good. So I feel like I cheated no, a little no, bit I, there. No, no, I've doubled up on stuff plenty of times. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert: I will too today. <laughs> oh. Uh, but but I, I don't All I right. don't want to cut you off if you have more to say. Uh, I was just to say uh, I think it's it's like um, oh and also there's an Amazon series coming out. Right, I think I've heard of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it also yeah, seems like Rose there's so many of those like because they're doing it like an Amazon Lord of the Rings series too now. It's yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's oh well. Yeah, it's got um. What is it? Um, God. The shoot, I'm just trying to think. Um, the uh, actress Rosamund Pike is Ooh. in it, and uh, she's good. Uh, it's like the one of the main okay. characters. She, she was the best part um, of the. I care a lot. That was the name of it. Mm, the movie itself. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I I I just think that like it reading it gave me like both hope for my writings and aspirations as a writer because i'm like man this is like pretty <laughs> safe but then i was also kind of like this is fun to read and then i was also like man people this is one of those things of like it, it's been night this is so pretentious and douchebaggy of me but i don't that, that could be that could be a subtitle too deep to... all this yeah <laughs> i mean i feel that way all the time the thing is, I do enjoy it, though. Like, it's like, it's just, it's a really, I, this is such a long segment. It's a really tasty bag of crisps, but you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. So, you know, seven, seven out of ten. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Everyone likes crisps every once in a while. I'd say. Well, I... What's interesting so, is that okay, to, to to stretch out a tangent even longer though, uh, you yeah, can sure, you please. can track all of our like fantasy book reading because like I'm pretty sure I once picked uh, the Pryden series, the Black Cauldron series, and then I remember you were mm -hmm. getting into the Conan kind of things. It's kind of yep. like we've just been yep. like slowly but surely we're all working <laughs> through a bunch of fantasy stuff. And uh, my pick of the week to connect it. Ooh, I have a, I have a thing here. Um, uh, is is also similar to that. Uh, I mm, okay. this, this is a bit of a double dip, uh, but the mm -hmm. catalyst for for this particular pick oh. of the week comes from uh, watching uh, a movie that has just come out, uh, the the Green Knight. Oh, 
it doesn't matter. I know the story. Sure. It, the, I will say the movie is different. The movie is interesting. Oh. It is challenging. I think I was the only one really who dug it as much as everyone else in my family. I was I was the probably yeah. the most into it. I, th- I think I think its mm. its imagery is really stunning. It's 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 a tough, challenging movie in a lot of ways. Where it's like, yeah, I can understand why mainstream uh, series wouldn't mainstream audience wouldn't necessarily get it or like it. Right. Because it is it is kind of a little bit vague. Um, not a little bit. Virtual it's very Edgerton. vague. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Joel Edgerton is in it. Joel Edgerton is yes, in it. Yes, yes. Very, very good. Elisa Vikander, um, Dev Patel. Some some real great uh, great performances. Um, and great music, great cinematography, blah, blah, blah. Imagery, everything. Yeah. Um, but the, the story itself, obviously, The Green Knight, Gwen and the Green Knight from King Arthur Tales. And that spurred on me kind of falling back in love with uh, a lot of those um i i mm. pulled out uh, my old illustrated history book oh, of nice. king arthur that has all like the little um you know it's got like the little side things with like you know like a, a, a helmet that they found and like you know mm-hmm. the marsh somewhere and it's like this helmet was probably during the time of you know what do we think? You know, blah blah yeah. blah, and then it also has like the story there too, and and I, I love those. Mm-hmm. I love it was so much of a part of my childhood, so a lot of it's nostalgia. Um, but but I also got into like just kind of looking around different places in England, like the different castles where, um, you mm. know, uh, mythologically or you know, it's all like the, he goes into them. Wales. That's the story, right? Like yeah. So there's the some, the the great journey is from leaving England to go into Wales. There's, there's some. Um, there's some debate whether where exactly Camelot is. Some people say it's in uh, southern Wales, um, kind of right on the border of England and Wales. And some people say it's in Cornwall, uh, Tintagel specifically. Uh, and, and Uther Pendragon's from Cornwall as well. I'm playing a lot of Crusader Kings 2 as, or 3 as well. So part of it is like, oh, nice. wow, all this yeah. geography that I kind of have familiarity with now from doing that yeah. game. Now I'm now I'm probably a, hold on I'm actually kind of curious now so okay keep keep talking um but yeah it, it kind of transported me back to uh, uh, that that movie and then the subsequent like looking up of all this information and and um you know obsession over over this this thing kind of uh, spurred me back to a an earlier time and uh, one where I was reading all of these myths and uh, just how kind of eternal they are and. Uh, I I'm sad that you know the most recent um, King Arthur movie that we've gotten. I mean, if if you want to count the Green Knight, maybe you can. I think it's a little bit more like weirder than that. But like the last King Arthur movie that we got was uh, um, Guy Ritchie's. Um, yeah, and I just which was like weird. <laughs> yeah, and like overall, like compared to some of the other, just not. There was some interesting stuff, but it was just not good. Um, yeah, and and I wish uh, I wish we did have something that was uh, better and more more better. Uh, I think that was a very long run-on sentence. I just kept on saying "ands," so uh, I, I, it was more like I just started talking and seeing where I went from there. But uh, that's my pick of the week. Um, I'm going to make a King Arthur movie. I'm going to write a screenplay, and it's going to be. 
I took I took a um uh a Arthur Arthurian legend course in university. Quite enjoying it. Um just looking at like how yeah. there's this weird with Arthurian legends, it's a shared system of myths that kind of cross briefly between France and like southern England because you have the Arthurian legends yeah. and they're hanging out and they're Anglo-Saxonized and they're just totally, chilling. Totally. And then the Normans come over and they're like, these stories are pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and like, let's, let's kind of, yeah, exactly. let's riff, let's riff it. So like one of their stories that they told in the South of France was like King Arthur goes off and sails down to France to fight a yeah. giant. Like it, it's like, that's cool. Like just riffing. It's like, it's almost like they took Superman and we're like, Hey, let's just riff with this. I mean, um, I also it's, it's a very trite commentary, but you know that's that's the uh, I know I know that, it's the it's, it's debasing the, uh, these these superheroes yeah. are the mythology of our times. Um, I'm I'm a uh, uh, pop culture podcaster. Uh, <laughs> I see these young boys wanting to become wooden men, and I want to cut their strings. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good impression. You know, I I see these young men coming to me with tears in their eyes. Well, uh, cool. this is for the edit. Uh, I think that was yeah. a great. That was those are some great picks. <laughs> That's some great. Picks. Oh, uh, great episode all around. And as we end off every episode, <laughs> good night. Uh, good luck. And I love you. I love, yeah, I, you said something before. <laughs> it was something like. We all die in the end, or something like that, or like we're all dust in the wind. Uh, I don't remember. Perfect. Cut it. Print it. It's good. Great. Maybe. Wrap it. Save it. Wrap it. Save it. Bop save. it. I'm also pretty stoked to see the Green Knight at some point. It's never going to come up here. I know that. Oh, really? Um, oh, that sucks. No, we don't. We don't. You want to tell you what we have on currently at the Cineplex? Yeah. Our, our tastes are well, limited. I mean, you know, it's a Cineplex. Yeah. So we got Free Guy. Sure. Don't Breathe oh, Too. God. It's Black Widow. Jungle Cruise. God. The Suicide Squad. Space Jam. A New Legacy. Can I? Can I? Okay. Um, so. And that's the same for the rest for like can, the next can, week. Can I, I I'm 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 sorry you guys don't have like an indie theater to be able to go see like you more art housey type things. Can I get sixty seconds on the clock just to talk about Spaceman Jam a new legacy? Sure, but before I just need to want to add yeah, one last yeah, thing that ahead. I'm stoked about with the Green Knight. Uh Sean Harris. I know he's probably not in the movie that long as the mm. king. But um but I really enjoyed Sean Harris in The King, and I'm excited to see him as 
The king. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, isn't the it? king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I know I just really like Sean Harris. He's like he's a, he's a cool I think, actor. I think, I think he's really good. I think you'll like the Green Knight. Um, oh, Ben Mendel's. Oh yeah, right. I, I think I think oh, you'll yeah. like. Sorry, it. I'm just gonna distract it. Um, go 60 seconds. 60 seconds on the clock. You can take as long as you want for space. Yeah. Like, uh, do you want me to actually? Time, do you want me to actually time you or? Sure. Or... I, I, I feel no, like I feel like a lot of people have dunked on this movie already. So uh, yeah. <laughs> dunk on it again. All right. Here we go. The game begins in three, two, one. Okay. So the movie's concept is that algae rhythm, an algorithm that is running the Warner Brothers server verse comes up with this idea okay. to include LeBron James in all of the properties. So like you're watching Harry Potter and then LeBron James is also there. And the joke is is horrific. The, the joke is is that like the executives don't really do anything unless the al- they just do what the algorithm kind of goes back. Who is John Don Cheadle? Um, you know, uh, okay. manifested. Uh, but the whole inti- the the crazy thing is and if they were doing this intentionally it would be galaxy brain level like (laughs) like like such a insane commentary but the movie itself is like it was written by an algorithm because every single like it's chocked full with every single warner brothers ip and property that you can think of rick and morty show up right uh uh uh, the, the clockwork orange people show up there's game of thrones there's iron giant superman gandalf like game of, game of thrones yeah that's on <laughs> so hbo I don't need to yeah, you know which is owned by Brothers. and the final thing <laughs> the bugs bunny dies in the end and becomes jesus cartoon jesus I, <laughs> I i i rescind the rest of my time to <laughs> I mean, I just, I think that's, I, I want to think that it's actually a, a, if you're saying that, um, what's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> uh, that the algorithm is writing the movie itself. I want to say that it's like a screenwriter is putting this in <laughs> as a desperate cry for help. He's been trapped in Warner Brothers hell for so long. Yeah. This is the only way. Well, Ryan Coogler yeah. was like one of the producers on this. And this makes me be like, oh shit, dude. You made such good stuff. Like like mm-hmm. Black Panther had its flaws, but it still had a lot of good stuff to it, you know? Fruitvale Station is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um movie. Part of me's like, oh god, and then Space Jam. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it, it's it's the most corporate cash grab since I don't know, the emoji movie. I would say. Yeah, but I, I I do. My heart does get because we saw it at the Little, which is like the kind of our Indian movie theater where they show you know weirder stuff, and I'm glad it's still still around. It still isn't closed. Um, so I, I wish you had that too, Alden. I'm sorry, but it's okay. It just sounds. George. Oh man, I'll go up there and I'll start it. Yeah, no, I just I'm just uh, I'm just blown away that space jam because i because uh i got there early to the movie theater and i sat through all the, the trailers because i kind of like to it's kind of fun to like see what sort of shit's on before um space jam ads showed twice one as like a interactive trivia one where it asks you like which ips can you remember wow. uh and then the other one was just the straight commercial and both looked horrific it's bad um but then here's the other thing mm-hmm. Uh, just before the movie started, they showed an ad of the Suicide Squad. 
before like the last before ad before one of the movie started movie. was an ad. Wow. Was the ad from? I was like, whoa, this is like kind of throwing <laughs> me for a loop. You don't sold, uh, sell a sold car, guys. Come on. Yeah. The other weird thing, you mentioned Don't Breathe too. It's insane that that mm-hmm. series said for our sequel, we're going to make the guy who is a villain into the hero. So what is Don't... Oh, it's, oh so I remember Don't, don't Breathe. breathe. Was, it's like yeah, the spooky old guy. Yeah, so the old guy is blind and there's a bunch of like, you know, people are trying to rob him. Yeah. And so, yeah. but he ends up, he's the monster and they're and they're like hiding from him. Uh, but in this Don't Breathe 2, he's he's the good guy. And in the previous one, uh, trigger warning or whatever, he, he attempts to ar- yeah. artificially inseminate the female character at one point because okay. he's trying to get like, his daughter got like run over by a drunk driver or something. So he's, he's trying just... to get a new baby. I don't know. It's something like that. I, <laughs> I don't, I, I read, I read the, <laughs> I read the summary when I was, when I read the, uh, like a review of it, cause I was like, holy shit, what is yeah. this is insane. But they made that guy, the good guy in the sequel, which is just like, what, how, um, anyways, I, I don't get, I don't get movie executives. Jacob, have you ever seen the D and D movies? No, no. And I'm okay. smiling right now. Cause I'm like, Oh boy, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I was thinking we could do a little watch party. It would be That'd fun. Be great. Uh, specifically the specifically the first one. I would love to have Mark there as well too. Okay. Um, just because I don't know if she's he's seen it, but Dungeons and Dragons the movie mm-hmm. uh, came out in the year two thousand, so uh, pre nine eleven for our American audience. <laughs> don't know why I had to do that. That was really <laughs> distasteful. Well, it really but, uh, the film, you know. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway. Um, it, 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 I'll, I'll, do you have any idea of it? Do you have any any like understanding of no, it? Any... No, I, I probably should okay. go in with none too. Okay. None, okay, I won't even tell you who's in well, it. Well, I, I won't okay, even tell I you. Did, I did look up because. Uh, okay. So I did see Jeremy Irons and Marlon Williams. Yes, uh, that is the the notable character in it. Um, so it was it it was part of their um, reboots. Uh, they're like, uh, what's the thing? Uh, when they were making third edition, this was like going hand in hand. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, so, wow. yeah, I think that'd be really fun to uh, to uh, watch together huh. and just see how it goes. Because I watched it when it came out. I'll tell you that. Wow, much. you did. I watched it when I I watched it when I was ten oh, years old. Oh my goodness. Oh yep. my goodness! And I, I still have vivid memories from it. Vivid, entrenched memories of this. Uh, movie. Man, now so. I'm doubly excited. Uh, yeah. 